You're listening to the Newly Entertained Podcast, the show that brings you entertainment and sports from different angles, with your hosts, Nicole and co-host Nigel. All right. Uh, another episode, Nicole. We got a uh, special guest. I'm excited. I'm excited. Special guest. Like is... so, like, <laughs> so who's our special guest? We've known this man for years. With a capital Z. <laughs> and now it's been, it's he's finally here with us. Give it up for Demetrius Watts, also known as D. Watts. Oh, what's up? What's up? What's up? Thank you guys for having me. It's always a good time when we connect. Look, we've known you way back like a heart attack. Is that, is that how the thing goes? <laughs> uh, go back like both flats. Both flats. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so... So Dwatch, what have you been up to? Like this is this is like a catch up. Uh, tell our audience like what are some things you do, all of that. Oh man, Nigel, yo. So lately, <laughs> lately I've really been um, behind the scenes trying to build um, build up my company, Good Humor Society. So like putting that in, getting that in play, being more of a C a CEO or so to speak, being more of a bird man. Than a little Wayne, like to make that transition, <laughs> get ready to fight the next, nice. the next, uh, the next, the next lap in this marathon, pretty much. Nice. How did working. you come up with the name? Uh, Good Humor Society, man. Um, shoot, it was. I went through a lot of different names, but then, uh, like, um, like what? Give me like, one, one example. It was like Junzi Clan, mm-hmm. and then it was like. It was like gold. It was something I was looks like Gerard Carmichael. They got like these little golden boys or something like that. I was oh, thinking golden boys, yeah. Trying to go that route. Then I'm like, it's just me. But then I did good human society. I was thinking of like Kanye West. I was like, I was listening to him at the moment. Like good music, right? So oh, then, gotcha. So I'm like, oh snap! I typed in on Google, and there was nothing there. I was like, oh. You got a trade, you got a trademark that. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. So that's, that's the process in that process now. So, yeah, I've just been behind the scenes just building the transition from not only being a talent, but also just being like the actual mastermind or something. Nice. Being like the, the, the puppet. Like just yeah, holding on to the, the puppet the yeah. Behind exactly. the scenes. Yeah. So when did you know that you were funny or that you wanted to be a comedian? I didn't even know. Um, it, was, it was really pretty much just five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the LTA, they had like a had talent show going on at UCL. They were supposed to have that show. And they asked, asked like us to be in it. That's my fraternity brothers. Like Sigma asked us. Anybody want to be in their talent show? You know, so yeah, all right. Your name Andrea was like, "Why funny?" Um, I was just like, "Why not?" But and it went yeah. from that. Like, wasn't intent trying to like beat in, in, it was just me trying to like ready for a talent show, make sure I'm funny in front of my peers. UCF may talk about 
And and I do remember there was one event. Well, I've been to like a couple of like your um like your events, but there's this one event in particular. I think it was in downtown Orlando. It was I think the event looked the event venue almost looked like a house. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, that's when I did uh Welcome to Watch World. Yes. Called the venue right down Virginia Ave. Uh shout out to and they recently tore the venue down. Uh, what? Like during, like um, I guess like during like COVID and everything that on remodeling, and so the venue's like torn down. But it was a dope spot, dope spot, one of like the biggest um performances, like things I put together, like for example, comedy wise, like that was a great show. Yeah, it was yeah, a nice was cozy like, spot, and you did your your set, and I was like, okay, 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 what? Uh, and I remember there was another time, I think it was like at a hookah lounge, I believe, with um, with Carl, like our friend Carl uh, hosting over there. So I was like, okay, Waz, well, he's just doing his thing, doing his thing all over Central Florida, soon to be all over the world. Yeah. Now, D-Waz, what, like, since you do comedy, what how do you transition your material? So what do you know, like when you rehearse it, rehearse it, and you're like, okay, this is going to make them laugh. This is not going to make them laugh. Like, like, tell me like how it started from the beginning when you first did your first show and you're like, okay, they, they are laughing They're The audience is getting it. And then to your current shows now. So in the beginning, pardon me, pardon. Um, in the beginning, um, I was just writing. I was really just make up something. I, I guess I was going for shock. Like, I guess if I write out a joke, I'm like, well, I'm the end to be like, and balls fell off. Like, I'm like, all right, that's just shock. So I was writing more mm-hmm. so like, shock. like for me to think it's funny, like, oh, that's shock because I'm myself. Like, that's crazy. Just writing based off of me, but now, and when I perform it, I got the same results. Like I knew it was shocking. So when I said I anticipated shock from like people, like, wow, that's crazy as hell. But um, nowadays, as I started to move up, like there's more experience, it became difficult to know if this was a funny punchline or not. You know, it was like, what is it? Now that's because more so like me as the comedian was going through different times, like different growth, was going through different mm-hmm. stages. So like now I'm more I'm at a stage now to where Whereas before, no one could be around me when I'm trying to write. Like, I know I gotta feel oh, like I cry, but now it's like I got my boy, my boy Shep. He always writes stuff. Now, if I feel like I'm finna say it, I'm just hey, bam! It just I just make it come out in conversation, and if it hit him, I'm like cool. I just go back now, I write it down. Or like we have an overall conversation, be wrong, and he'll be like, man, that's not just write that down. So. Say I took the, the element of I t- took that one stage of pre-writing like ooh this should be funny let me build it to like nah I got my kudos it's funny I can just go and build it based on the conversation you were having right and yeah. what's your and what's your favorite joke do you have a favorite joke or favorite story um, that you performed in the past it was the mom's joke and I was like oh. Got me a dog joke, and uh, it pretty much ended with like, 
oh, my mom got me a dog. I asked my mom for a dog. She came back with a picture of my dad. And it was like, oh, it's been my joke. Now, it's um, a Tremaine joke. Because um, I got a joke about a school shooting. And like, mm-hmm. it really, I, can, I can act that out. I can just really like be animated with that. The crowd loves that one just starting off as as if it puts me in place like, oh, I'm a teacher dealing with these bad kids today in class, like you know, with school shooters. Mm-hmm. Kids that's fighting. I'm just trying to collect some homework. <laughs> and and the kid just goes crazy and tries to kick me in the face like one to Facebook. But then I just click up school shooter, grab a gun, and shoot the kid dead in the back. Like go to the nurse's office, do match So yeah, that's my favorite one. It's really it gets the crowd involved. Nice. So I know you have a podcast as well. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so it's called Tonight's Podcast, which was cool in its own because there was no podcast name Tonight's Podcast either when I made it. Like seemed like anytime I do like a a different project. If I'm looking for a name. I always go to my Google first and like, all right, there's nothing out there. Here, mm-hmm. but that involves me, and my boy Trey, but Jeremy, and um, yeah, us three come together. Trey is my other co-host. We do that, and I'm Jeremy's the camera guy. We build our conversations up on just relatable topics, current events. Um, in season two, season three, probably gonna start at the top of next year. Took um, like for the third and fourth quarter of this year, we kind of rested because uh, we all do different things. Like Trey's in the film, he's uh, put out a short film. We got another one put out called uh, Fashion Pastor Two. We got that one. We did big play. Shout out to Trey. Yeah, shout out to Trey and Bombay Film. And Jeremy's been helping out, helping Trey out with that for you know, audio engineering, different sounds. And plus, he has his own way he got it as well. So, it's kind of like, all right, let's pause, let's get our stuff right, let's level our own stuff, come back, learn that balance. But yeah, the podcast is dope. Um, the last guest we had, her name was Shireen Felder. She was part, of, she was like CEO of uh, Orlando Local Living. And pretty much mm-hmm. that's like a uh, online site that she runs that lets anyone in the Central Florida area know what's going on. So, for events that are low-key, events that are, you know, uh, special private location, she has a hookup on that. And she's also a real estate agent. But, yeah, nice podcast. Man, yeah, I can't wait to get back to that. That's going to be pretty dope. Especially the way we take, take it up. Season three, I'm going to switch it up, make it more uh, make it more for the viewer. Yeah. Definitely like that. Question. What has like what celebrity lookalikes have you when people see you they say you look like xyz man it's some <laughs> show called uh the underground or something or um, yeah like the underground or the um railroad it has uh it has old girl from um from the great debaters in there mm-hmm. i forgot what but uh, anyway, it's that dude in there. I get him a lot. I've got him. You know, no, that's my doppelganger. Let me look up this show. You never got Snoop? <laughs> you never got Snoop Dogg. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I get Snoop, but as of lately, man, I've been getting this brother from that show, the under yeah, that show called <laughs> Underground. Yeah, with uh Small A. But uh what's her name? Her last name is Small A. Can't remember her first name, but yeah. She's been around Oh, oh with um it's it's small A like S M O L L E. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I forget Act. her name though. Junie is it Junie? Yeah, boom, Junie. Yeah. Junie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I'm getting him lately, and um, yeah, Snoop, get him. Um, someone said, it? Yo, someone said Dave Chappelle back in Pensacola. When I was in Pensacola, I got Soldier Boy and Dave Chappelle. I guess because I was younger. But like, yeah, Snoop is that's a high favorite that ain't going nowhere. And Buddy, uh, the show not. Look, you can get paid as he a celebrity lookalike. You can. You just gotta get the. You, you just gotta get the voice. You just gotta get the voice down pack. That's it. Once you get the oh, voice down pack, you get paid. If I was like my boy Dorian Gale, man, I have my voice transitioning crazy right now. I remember that for real. Shout out to Dorian Gale. That man is nice. He does it's like these like challenges. Instagram, where he's like every two days and three days, he'll make his voice perfectly like the person he's mimicking. Like he's been doing those challenges lately. Yeah, it's crazy. Because uh, the person like who I think like you know it's funny like Jamie Foxx be doing those those voice those voice sound. He sounds like Barack Obama. He sounds like um who has he done? He's done one word. Ray uh, Charles. Ray Charles. Jay Z. Oh. He's a Jay Z. <laughs> I'm like, whoa! Where you get all of that? Like, that's some that's a good technique because you can you can fool people when you call them. It's like, hey, it's Bill. <laughs> you don't know who it is. Imagine that's if it. someone called us and we thought it was the actual celebrity, and we later found find out that it was someone else. Yeah. Yep. Can you imagine? It happens, man. Those prank phone calls with like nephew Tommy and Roy Woods and stuff like that. I love nephew Tommy on the Steve. Uh, was it Steve Harvey? Yeah, I am nephew. Classic. And then also Carmen, the Carmen call. Oh, hello, this is Carmen. Oh, yeah, <laughs> shout out to Power Nine Five Point Three in Orlando. In Orlando, and all of us like you know started in radio. I remember I met D Watts when uh, we first interned and I always thought you were funny from then so it's like to transition into comedians and uh, what you're doing now it's like mm-hmm. it's a big growth from there. yeah thank you <laughs> Even that's pretty much how it is like people just thought I was funny people just thought I was funny by me just being me and so yeah when they was like getting on stage it was just like alright so it kind of yeah, just kind of just happened out of nowhere like or not out of nowhere it was like alright it was it was part of this journey or something. Like it was part of my plan. So I so who's like your inspiration or you know what's one comedian dead or alive that you idolize or who you idolize? Hmm. You know what's crazy? Um. It's, Dang, man, I hate saying it because it's cliche, but he really did get get a book, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, Richard Pryor really gave a book, you know, really how to 
be your most vulnerable self on stage. You know what I'm saying? But I don't necessarily say idolize because then that'll like limit it because Bill Cosby's the truth. Like that, like for that art, the art form of comedy, the way he's able to tell a story and make you laugh for three hours just sitting down, he's a real griot. You know, that is like if he ain't get, you know, you got like he ain't Richard Pryor for his like vulgarity or shock, but like for us doing that comedy, I got you laughing about my brother Russell trying to, or my kids trying to take a bath, bath time. Like, you mm-hmm. serious? Mm-hmm. This is 25 minutes. You talked to me for 25 minutes. I didn't even feel it. And I'm cracking up like, yo, what else happened? <laughs> you wanted more. You wanted more. Yeah. And it's just yeah. about taking a bath. And he still got more show. He's able to sit down. That that's a skill that I would love to get to because you see just those two remnants of Cosby and Pryor and only your top comedians. Yeah. Like Dave Chappelle is now, in my opinion, more story like I'm going to talk to you type shit because he's trying to become that griot type person, that new Bill Cosby. I can just sit down and talk to you about some shit type person. It's a, it's a natural transition of like greatness because Richard Pryor studied um, Bill Cosby. So it's like, who's your son? You know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm. Got from, got to, it goes higher than that. But um, and as a gentleman from the way the Bonneville days, he was a great comedian. Where you couldn't even use your own voice or sound. You had to use freaking facial expressions, your eyebrows. Mastering that is mm-hmm, crazy. People looking at you, and they looking at all that to then master all of that. It's crazy. So um. It's, I respect the whole game. I'm just a student, like a student for life, but um, if I had to give it to any two, because I'm a Gemini, I got to pick two. So it's gonna be, <laughs> gonna be, Shout out to the Gemini. It's going to have to be Richard and Bill for the ones who like, who I really like, yeah, nah, this is the... Yeah. And, uh, oh, and Keenan Ivory Wayans. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, now the whole that, Wayne that's so, uh, family is pretty, pretty funny. Heck yeah, that's real. That's funny. That's crazy. From Kim Waynes, Marlon Waynes, the next generation Waynes, and Shantae yeah. Waynes. It's like, it's like they just have it in them. It's like a natural transition. It's like, you're going to be funny when you when you little. Watch me. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> if you ain't funny, then get out of my house. Hello, you out the you, you out the family. Like, uh, I'm not your father. I'm not your father. You're not funny. Who who's this kid? <laughs> he got that from his mama, right? She got a, okay. From his mama, mama from his daddy. <laughs> Somebody, but not his daddy. <laughs> now, D Watch, what do you think about the current um situation that's going with the cancel culture where it's like a comedian no longer can really be a comedian because you're afraid you might lose endorsements or you have to be PC. Like, do you feel like being a comedian, should that be off limit? Um, should it be off limits? Uh, nah, I don't think it's, uh, I don't even see cancel culture. I thought, I mean, I thought I'm in the jump. Just that's like cyberbullying. Tell me you're gonna on the internet, 
like I really care about you on the internet because you even comment, you're gonna cancel me. I can make a fake profile, a fake picture, a fake person, say the same rhetoric I want to the same follow. Right, but that's that. The cancel culture, no man. Uh, I mean it does play it played, I guess, for like celebrity comedians mm-hmm. who get endorsed, but for someone who ain't getting no endorsement. You say whatever you want. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. You ain't man, no, got nothing to lose. But, True. Uh, yeah. but um, the only thing is, I, I get it. I get why people say, like, oh, like you, certain things a comedian would say, dang, kind of hurt your feelings. But like, if it ain't blatant racism or blatant attacks, like there was a guy who was on the, on the Seinfeld show, like, yeah, I remember him. He said something on stage that was just blatant. He was drunk. He was saying the N-word. He was just saying all types of stuff. I got you, bro. I get right. that. Live on stage, intoxicated, saying just all type disrespecting a lot of people. You're not, yeah. You can sit down. But the person clearly is up here just like, and it's flow going, and it's like, you can tell they're in a jovial, jovial state. It's not meant to heart hurt. Attack like you gotta use your common sense. Like get out your feelings. Like that's that's it's common sense in a way. Or and if you see he's still the person is still in a jovial state, just making jokes, but it's just not funny. He don't know that. Like just don't laugh. It's easy, bro. Like if I didn't like, if I ain't like a TV show, I'm not gonna watch it. If I seen like my friends say, "Oh, look at this show," like all right, that's a cool. I guess, but you ain't gonna catch me watching it no more. Like that's 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 how I feel if people cancel culture should be like if you have a personal problem with something, keep that to yourself and you personally keep on moving. Because that's your personal problem to spew something else out and try to influence others and make them that and start a whole witch hunt. It's like, yo, come on, man. Like, are you lame? You had no friends or something in school, you really wanna attack somebody? Just Anyone who cool knows not to do something no more. Like, if I don't like that, I'm not going to go there no more. Keep it moving. I feel like... like, like, Go ahead. I was going to say, I feel like the problem is, like, the point of Dave Chappelle, some people don't even watch the the show. They just hear soundbite and then go with it. And that's that's the issue. Like, people don't look at the whole material, what he's saying, watch the show, form your own opinion after that, don't be like, I'm going to cancel him because X, Y, Z. It's like, y'all got to... People are followers. There are people who are followers. So if another celebrity is saying, oh, I'm not going to endorse Dave Chappelle or whatever because of, you know, the whole cancel culture, people will follow other people of a higher caliber. Look how crazy this is. People want to cancel Dave Chappelle, right? recent Netflix special. Now tell me how smart is it? Like, is it really this damn big? Netflix employees quit their job when Netflix can just hire new employees. True. You're that upset about something when the person clearly has said before, he's not trying to attack, it's not malicious or nothing. These are jokes. Everyone gets these jokes. Old people get joked on, dead people get joked on, black people, white people, gay people. It happens. Handicapped people. 
yep. people with no legs. We talking about people. Everybody talks about somebody in a funny state. So to say you're exempt from whatever someone's joking, personal view. How many times people say black men ain't nothing or black women are this or mm-hmm. white women are, white women fall down in scary movies. White yeah. men have small little things. Oh, I'm in Asian, yeah. Comedians say, could be like that. Back in the day, comedians could tell these jokes and it was totally fine. We we laughed, ha ha ha, and went about our day. So it's like, yo, wait a minute. How come y'all feel like you guys shouldn't even be taught? You want to be accepted by everybody and not be talked about? If I like my friends and we accept each other, we talk about we that's what we do because we know we cool, we can do this. But if I have to like, I don't get it. It's like you. You're not special. Everybody gets taught. Everyone gets cracked on. The Jews get cracked on. More people make jokes about Jewish people. I don't because I'm not white or Jewish or anything. I feel like that's like the N-word or something. You know, I leave that to them, you know, but that's me. But it's like, yo, you're no special than me. People talk about black people. You're you're not special than a black person joke, a racist joke. No, we get them. We hear them. We just don't watch the person no more. Like, Sensitivity, man. No, that's that's definitely true. I feel like the the culture is very sensitive because of social media, and people could be, you know, under this fake name and be like, "Hey, well, I am sensitive from this," and like nobody, there's no like, you know, when in school we learn we could debate and agree to disagree, but now it's like if you don't agree with my stance, you're wrong. And that's that. that's the that's the the issue. Like nobody could nobody could be like you could have your opinion, I could have my opinion, and we could call it a day. But we shouldn't be ready right. to fight one another over uh, an opinion that we have, a conversation that right. we what we went to school where like we could have a debate. That's what we learned in school. We could agree, we could yeah. agree and disagree on the facts. But mm-hmm. nowadays we we can't even do that. Like you, sometimes you're scared to even talk about certain stuff because you don't know how a person's going to feel. Because it's like, oh, they could feel sensitive. Are your jobs on the line? Like all of that is an issue nowadays. Like we have to have that kitchen table talk behind the scenes, what we really feel. And then when we're in front of people, we have to be like, okay, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. But in the back of your mind, you're like, no. Yeah. To me, that's think if you can't have a real conversation disagree about things or as a comedian tell the jokes without getting reprimanded or having recoil from it it, it's 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 stupid like jokes are meant to be funny they might offend you a little bit but they're supposed to be funny i think i just think people are too sensitive that's just my personal opinion And, and, and and when it's taboo topics like that you know, how else are you supposed to move any situation forward? You know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you never talk about, like, yo, you can't move forward with it. You want something to have to then get some people's ear will have to be used to something for the normal conversation. And what I mean by that is think about, like, in music. There wasn't a lot of secular music being put out there at first. People didn't want to hear all, like, yo, I don't hear all this, your private business. And that was even a subtle form. It started. You had to talk about it. Even you talk about sex in public. You have different mm-hmm. conversations. It's at now on social media. It's everywhere. It's rampant, yeah. but it's common. It's not like 
a shameful, you know what I mean? It went from something shameful to something common. So I yeah, feel you like could have you could have Cardi B talking about her wop right out there. <laughs> before right. that was that not song nothing. Is nasty. That song is nasty. <laughs> but before you couldn't you you couldn't you couldn't do that. Like you, you gotta think when we grew up, like, you know, those celebrities were goody two shoes. If you saw, if you saw, it would be subtle. Some of it, some of it, then your parents look at you sideways while you're watching that. But now it's like wide open. And, and then people why, get like, since it's been out there so much, people don't even associate it too much with like people aren't too negative with it. No one's like really seeing any really clapbacks. No one's not getting kicked out the church no more from it. You know, <laughs> first like, like you know. I was getting kicked out of church for. I just feel like when comedians, when they get on stage and they're telling their jokes, they're only being a mirror and an instrument of what they see of the world and they're just giving it back. Like, there's always an underlying message and meaning behind some jokes and material. Like, if I'm telling you this joke and you don't like the joke, well, that's what I saw. So maybe there's something wrong that we need to fix as a whole. Like, this is what's going on. I'm making it funny, but my eyes saw this shit happen. Like, if I'm seeing this, it's this isn't me. This is what the condition of the world is. This is our current state. Like most right. of these jokes are like, I need to put this out there to you guys so you can like understand this is what's going on. Like it's, it may, it may not like it actually happened. When Dave Chappelle was talking about his friend who was transgender, who ended up committing suicide, like did they understand? Yo, your community made someone kill themselves. How positive is this really over jokes? Mm-hmm. You're, you're talking about you're speaking for who what transgender people who are they because if some like no y'all bully them to kill themselves what are you really coming at me against right right I got do you see your juicy contradiction right now like this i'm putting it out there in your face and y'all making me correct y'all proving me y'all proving me be right anytime i hear dave Chappelle do his stuff i'm like yo and they get mad with the repercussions. Like, yo, I just made this point. Exactly what well, he's been saying. Because he, because it's like, right. why are they trying to cancel him over, over being a comedian? And he proved his point. And he was saying, like, I'm kind of glad, like, the guys for Netflix, the CEO of Netflix, kind of stood his ground and didn't cave in to the pressures of, oh, we got to take his show off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, it's like that kind of. I think Dave Chappelle set the tone for comedians. It's like you still could be a comedian now. You don't have to. You don't have exactly. to cave into the pressures of, of society. Exactly. Right. Yeah, so. but also he also made it clear: if you're going to do that, you need to be prepared for what you know. Like what comes after? Yeah, because. It's fifty percent in this in life. There's fifty percent people that's gonna mess with you, and it's fifty percent yep. people who the support. Is. So just know when you do something, you always gonna have fifty percent that's rocking with you, and fifty percent that like, yeah. You say what you so have you ever experienced that personally, or not personally, but professionally? Like you have people who are rocking with you since day one, like Nigel and myself, like we've known you for years. Tending mm-hmm. to your shows and all that, and then you had like the other fifty percent. They were like, because mm. you know, people people can be can be jealous. Like they see that you're doing your thing, and maybe some of them might want to get into uh, comedy, but they don't know how. But they see you killing it. 
So there could be a bit of, of jealousy when it comes with you, um, you know, performing your craft. Um, I can say that. Yeah, I probably may have felt like that, you know. But I'll be, I'm a gym and I'll be petty sometimes. Oh, yes. hey, you know. That's the dirt off your shoulder. <laughs> go out to the comedy mm-hmm. club. I'll say mostly, uh, I'll probably say if I experienced anything, it may have been like not even something I've said on stage, probably just like social media. Like I'll make like a post on, on Facebook or something. Yeah, I've seen your post. And in the comments, I think I made a post. Oh, I know exactly what it was. It said, yo, if I see a pregnant homeless woman, I think she's irresponsible. I literally saw a pregnant homeless lady who wasn't your typical situation. Like, because I heard everything in the comments after that. Like, what if she just lost her house? What if her husband was beaten? I'm like, y'all didn't see what I saw. Like, someone's someone's selling their body out here and they're already homeless. Now you bring the kid into a situation, into this world. It's even more homeless. And there's already a rise in homeless kids on the street now. Mm -hmm. It's like 30... 30% 30% increase in the past three years. So wow. even though I may have made that joke, I sit here and ponder something. If I see a pregnant homeless woman, something, her priorities ain't straight. That's me right. my joke. Maybe you ask me how deep it is because I can give you some stats and let you know from what I saw was wrong. I heard everything. What if her husband, my husband beat on me one year and I was homeless with the kids in the street? Oh, what if this and that? I'm like, y'all miss. Y'all miss. But who, who did you get most of the comments from, though? Because it's a perspective. Correct. That's the real question. And you know what's crazy? It's people I don't even know. Of course. Of course. Like, I don't even know. Those same people that be looking on your page, liking stuff, trying to see what you're doing, shows that you performed at, but then they're the first people that will comment on your stuff with negativity. Negativity. This is I'm unfollowing you. I was like, what? I don't even know you. Like, mm-hmm. I'm but it's, but, me. But, but you know what happened? What, what you did is you caused the conversation. Because in the end of the day, they commented. They took the time to comment on what you posted. Mm-hmm. If, they didn't, if, if, you, if they didn't comment and didn't have an issue, then you knew it didn't yeah. hit them. Now it hits them. They're like, now you got some because they're they're in their head thinking he's wrong. Da, 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 da. But it's like mm-hmm. I got you right but there. Exactly. But that's what happens, man. But that's about it. And anything else, probably like I guess other comedians, if they I wouldn't know it. They may not say it like, oh, we just ain't gonna tell you about a show yeah. or tell you about open mic or you come out to our open mic, you know, make sure you go last. We're gonna have people skip over. Stuff like that, but nah, I don't have problems with that. Right. But on a lighter note, what projects are you working on um in addition to the first project that you that you mentioned? Um I think you were working on the orange Ava. What's going on with that? Can you give us a tea on that because I'm kind of curious. <laughs> so well, Orange Ave, that's a this is a nice little collective with a. Uh, Derek Powell, who's like the his uh, business culture, that's his people over there. We have Jari Knowles, got D, Bob Ryder, got Tim Allen, 
Um, and then we got myself, you know. Um, we come together, pretty much want to make counter skits, just make, just do something for the platform. Because the way Derek came to us, I was there, something, so we had like a view. Uh, a platform to where we could do stuff online and if you liked us, like yeah, us four, like yo, we can really do it, all of this. Uh, we've been linking and we link and get it going. And we just been coming. I, I think the last one was like based off an Orlando noise ordinance downtown they were having, like Yeah, I remember that. Like, it was like it was too loud. They wanted to sign a petition. So we made like a little funny skit to that. Or like uh we made like a random skit to like Taco Bell Cantina because yes, I saw that. But they used to be oh no. So we making fun of that, bringing in like different characters, like brought in uh, a little squeeze. He's like the mascot. But um we we actually been chilling with that because we get we building up something now because it's like everything right now is one that you want that we want to come out. Even with tonight's podcast. Like how it's being broke down. It's like the next move got to be the best move. Like each thing has to level up now. Cause like we want it to be next level now. It's like, all right, we've done this. How can we elevate? Like, before mm-hmm. we come back out, so we got some more pieces on our board. Boom. Let's make sure this, this, the quality is better. Bam. Like, yeah, we already got the material. We know what we want to do. We got everybody's schedule, but is it going to be worth it? And put it out like you know, when we put this next thing out boom it's like complete 360 they know if whoever's watching if they've seen it from the beginning they know oh they're moving up each time each time is getting better and uh i was just talking with Derek about this two days ago matter of fact he was like yeah yeah we relaxing right now getting the end of this year it was something about this third and fourth quarter of 2021 everyone was like hold up let's Let's stack up real quick and just come back and boom it out in the new year. So uh, that's what's been going on with Orange Ave. Uh, we nice. still cool. Everything's still posting. Everyone's just stacking their little chills, getting, getting their energy up, getting their life right. You know? Well, I'm I'm ready. I, I'm ready. So bring on 2022. I'm excited for you and yeah. all the projects that you are working on. And we are just so glad that you were able to take some time today to come on our show so the world can get to know D-Watts. Um, Go ahead and drop your social media handles so people can follow you. Perfect. Hey, people, this is very important because you guys want to follow this. It's at Demetrius D. Watts. That's on Instagram. That's on Twitter. It's on Facebook. It's on Snapchat. It's on YouTube. Demetrius D. Watts. But you also need to do that because you'll get the links in my bio straight for Good Humor Society because we have the pop-up comedy shows that we're doing with local Orlando car clubs and their car meetups because that's mm-hmm. pretty much the vibe. They, they got the cars. Pull up, stay in your car, floss, flex your car, and you get these jokes and you pull out. But you definitely want to follow so you can know when we're doing those. So at Demetrius D. Watts across all the platforms. Well, thank you, D. Watts. Great. I love this. I love when people ask me questions because I tell it all. I'm an open book. Open book. Open and book. we love that here. We love that here. We open book. Chop it. it up, cut it up, however you want to. Make the title. Be watch say girls, homeless women are pregnant. Just make it whatever. <laughs>
Well, what we what we normally what we normally do for like our episodes, we come up with a song, and then that's how we kind of just go in. So we'll 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 figure out a song for you. (laughs) I can't wait, (laughs) guys. Yeah, I can't wait for the episode to come out. Gonna let the whole world know. Yes, sir. All right, D. Wad. Well, take it easy, Wad. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. All right. Bye. And you know what? That was good. <laughs> do you watch? Do you watch? That's all, funny, I, That's all I can man. say. Y'all make sure y'all go follow him. And you can follow me on n.seely on Instagram and then n.seely number two on Twitter. And you can follow me, Nicole A. A. N I C O L E A Y E underscore on Instagram and Twitter. And that's it. Oh, and make sure you follow our podcast. Follow us on all the social media platforms. Newly entertained podcast. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week on the Newly Entertained Podcast. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. 